Welcome to the Old Titans. Here we are, episode 21, April 20th. Those numbers almost lined up. It's kind of cool. It actually would have wound up cooler if... No, I got nothing, actually. Never mind, go ahead. Yeah, it had been the other direction. I think yeah. you were going with it. It had been yesterday on time. And, and I was going to make fun of you for that because you couldn't record yesterday like you're supposed to. And Because yeah, of work, you know, that important you know, stuff. You are the big boss man. You should be able to allow to push this stuff off to the side. Yeah, that doesn't happen that way. It, it should. Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll talk to I'm my boss, to... who's even bigger boss. Oh, man. Will you talk to him for you? Yeah, I'll go up there and talk to sure, him for you. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. All right. So welcome, everybody. As I said, the old Titans here. I'm John Paul. The one and only B-Man. Speaking of which, let's start with the B-Man question of the week. Oh, don't do that That's just terrible. I liked that. That was fun. All right. So basically, just to simplify the question. Okay. We had a... Are we getting oversaturated with the conventions? There's Star Wars Con right now. I mean, based in Orlando, right? In general. There's Star Wars Con. There's MegaCon, the big one. There's Wizard Con. And there's a bunch of other ones, small ones around us. Tampa Bay Comic Con, another big one. Yeah. Miami has Florida SuperCon. Yeah. Is it too many cons going Spooky on? SpookyCon. Yeah, and sorry, Mayhem as well. Mayhem. I mean, there's a con almost every other month, it seems. There's a lot of conventions. And, it's, and not just Orlando. It's... Um, Nationwide, worldwide, probably. Yeah, I'm saying our area in general. Yeah. Um, For the typical fanboy, with all the anime stuff and some people like the furry stuff going on. Not yeah, we're not, we're not going to get into furry. No, we're not getting into that no, stuff. No, no, no. But, um, and even the Potacons, I don't know what it's called. Potacons? Potter, Potcons? Oh, LeakyCon. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was. Well, actually, it was LeakyCon, then they changed to GeekyCon. That one's a little bit more aimed at the younger Well, anyways, audience. long story yeah, short. Yeah. Is it, are we getting overconned? Um, it probably depends on the type of convention. If they all end up being the same convention over and over and over, we got too many of them probably. Because how many times can you go to the, you know, giant show of 70,000 people all seeing the exact same guests? You know, hi Lou Frigno, good to see you again this week. You know, that kind of thing. How often can you see that exact same thing over and over and over again? If they were all exactly the same, I'd say, yeah, we've got... Probably too many of them. And they've gotten gigantic. That's the other problem is they've, they've really gotten gigantic. But if they do specialize enough, you, know, you mentioned we have Star Wars Celebration that was last weekend, which is kind of weird, but they put a major Star Wars convention on Easter weekend. Yeah, I couldn't go to that. Yeah, it was yeah, just very odd. Um, MegaCon is a big generic one. Um, GeekyCon is very Harry Potter, younger audience specific. Wizard is another copy. Wizard and MegaCon are... Head-to-head. You know, two big companies running their for-profit things. Do you think WizardCon is going to be as big as MegaCon is going to be? It will not have as many people, but it will be in the twenty-five to 50,000 okay. person. Which, as an individual, if you're walking around and you're surrounded by 50,000 people, are you really going to notice a difference between walking around and a 70,000 person? No, probably center? not. If they spread out enough. You know, if right, they spread right, out, you're right. probably not going to see a big difference. Now, if they don't top twenty or 25,000, if they if they stand out on that number, you'll see a big difference. And you might actually enjoy the smaller one better if they have the same number of guests. Because, hey, you can get into everything and it's not as crowded. It just depends on how much space and how spread out they are. Okay. Um, spooky. I don't remember if that's the full name. I know Sharky refers to it as Spooky. Is it Spooky Con? I think it's Spooky Empire. Spooky Empire. Okay. Like but it's very much a horror con. Yes. Um, when you when you do start specializing like that, I think there is room for them. But if you have those specialties, you know, Star Wars Celebration, Spooky, the Harry Potter crowd, 
Um, they do have a lot, like you said, a lot of little ones around us. Um, there's one that happens, I think it's every other month, definitely once a quarter, that is very comic book focused. You know, it's one of those one afternoon in a Holiday Inn. Yeah, I've been a things. few of those. That's not really, those are. It's not know. what you think of as a con, but if all you want to do is meet two or three of your favorite writers or artists, actually get to meet them face to face, not have to pay anything to get their autograph, look through some vendor boxes to fill in that, oh, I'm missing Firestorm number 27. You know, if you want to do that kind of thing, they're actually, you know, they have a, they have a good audience. They're not drawing more than 500 to 1,000 people. Probably, they, probably not even 500, but somewhere in that range. And I have good news, too, as well, because nobody cares about Firestorm. True story. Which is why he's a major character on a you know, he's major TV major show character. that's got a third season coming up. That's and, yeah, okay. You know, half of him was played by a guy who played Jesus. So, you know, it's you know, that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of important. It's kind of a big thing. Right. You know, just, just saying. It was, you know, only the best show on the, superhero shows this past season. Really? Yeah. That was the best? Okay. No, the superhero ones. No. That was the best. No. We'll, we'll, we'll make that a topic of a future show. Yeah, and you're already wrong. Okay. You haven't seen it, though, so. You know. I, I watched part of episode one. Okay. It's been a while. Yes. Um, the other thing is, what do, you, what do you think about the size of them? Forget about the number. What do you think about the size of them? The I fact like, they've gotten so gigantic. I love the big sizes. I love them. I think it's great. Megacon, for example, just are the cosplaying, for example. I'm a yep. huge cosplaying fan. I'm not a good cosplayer myself, per se, but I love seeing all the different costumes, all the different events yep. going on. I just love it. So therefore, I love the really big ones. The small one. when I went to one of the holiday in ones, I was like, wow, I'm so... Because actually was just mostly shopping and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like a writer here and there and, and looking for that one issue of Firestorm that nobody really cares about. And, you know, but again, I, I love the big ones. Well, I will say that over the years, because I've attended conventions, I mean, we've both have gone to conventions over the years. Right. I've been going to them since I was probably, I don't know, 14, 15 years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. That was my very first convention. Um, didn't meet as in shake his hand, but got to be in a room with George Takei up, you know, a much younger Sulu uh, from Star Trek, you know, talking, and he's a great um, convention guest. Um, that was my very first convention, so it was kind of a cool one to go to since he is a good guest. He's not so there was TVs ones. when you were 14 or 15 years yeah, old? Yeah, that, that was. That was crazy. Okay. For quite a bit before that even. No before. way. <laughs> um, but over the years and going through them, they've, they've been growing, especially the last decade. They've just exploded. Right. And I would say... There was a big difference when it was in the 500 to 5,000 guest range. It was a very different kind of convention. And you're right. When it's too small, it does lose something. It does become just more of a, hey, it's a flea market for comics. That's what it felt like, yes. Which is okay. If you would like to go to a flea market for comics, there are days where that's, you know, you want to go hang out at the comic shop. You want to buy a couple of comics, talk to a few, you know, friends who enjoy the favorite book that you have, whatever that book is. That's an okay experience. But it's not the same. Now that they, once they started growing bigger, I will say when they got up to about the 25,000 number, that's why I really, really enjoyed it. You had enough people that they could afford bringing in some big media guests. You had a lot of panels. You had a lot going on. But the crowds weren't ridiculous because even though 25,000 sounds like a lot, it was still manageable when you could spread it out across enough convention halls. Do you think the crowds are too big yourself? I think the ones that have gone above 50,000 now have really, yeah, have gotten too big for the spaces that they're in. And just for example, like a typical Saturday Megacon. Yeah. 
if you want to take pictures of people, you can't go outside the convention area. You just can't. Yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, and, um, and, that, and that's kind of the problem. Is It's just hard to move around. The lines to get into some of the panels just get, you know, I, I don't want to pay $100 for the weekend to go stand in line for a combined, you know, 15 or 16 hours or, you know, even two hours just to see John Barrowman. Love John Barrowman. But I really want to spend two hours of my time just standing in line waiting. Not really. That's true. Yeah, again, with MegaCon, I think, like, Friday, Thursday and Friday, get all your, I guess, panels done, if you have any panels that time. Saturday, I don't know, many. Saturday, get a almost, just take pictures. That's really all you can do. It, it you really can move. You can't really move. You do, pretty much all you can do is, like I said, stand outside to take pictures. Right. Or be in costume yourself and let people take pictures. Or go and stand in line. Right. I mean, if that's what you want, if you want to plan your Saturday around, say, the two or three big guests, say you want to see Stan Lee, John Barrowman, and Tim Curry. I'm just picking some Tim random Curry's names great. Yes. yes. And those are things you want to do. You show up at 9 o'clock in the morning, you go get in line. At 11 o'clock, you see their first panel. Eat some lunch real quick, get in the next line. At 3 o'clock, you see a panel. Get in line, and around 5 o'clock, see a panel. And that's your entire day, was three panels and six hours of sitting in line. I think that's actually what I did like six years ago. I really yeah. wanted to see Ray Park. So I pretty much, the first hour, I just spent waiting in line to see him. Yeah. you got to do that on Saturdays. And I don't mind doing it once or twice, but I hate it when it's just constant. I'd much rather be able to walk up and just either walk right in, or which would be obviously be, everybody would prefer to just be able to walk right in and get a good seat, or at least no more than, say, half an hour wait. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind a half hour wait because I'm somebody who usually ends up being 15 to 30 minutes early for you know movies and those kind of things anyway. So maybe not for our podcast. Yes, I'm late. And but coming to work too occasionally. That's only when I have my tooth drilled no, at the you, dentist. You were late Monday as well, actually. I'm keeping tabs on you. You are. Because I think like three weeks ago I was just like five minutes late. And you just then pointed at your watch and then you beat me. Yeah. Actually, yeah. whipped me with a belt. Hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably do for another one of those one of these days. Okay. Yeah, chains next time. Chains. Chains. Okay. Why not, you know, yeah. upgrade from belt to chains? Is there something in between? That actually is an HR issue if you hit me with chains. With chains. Not there's... with a belt, just with chains? Uh, that probably should be an HR issue okay. as well, but I went easy on you. All right. Um, what are we talking right. about? <laughs> <laughs> back to the topic. So news, I guess. Back, yeah, let's let's get on to the news. I'm not going to do the sound effect for the news because we got way off And topic you always there. mention that part. You always mention, I'm not going to do the sound effect for news and then most of the time I don't, until last week Matt said he missed the sound effect, and so I did it. Yes, hard at work, Matt. Yes, hard at work. It is hard at work, right? Not I keep wanting to say hardly working, but it's hard at work, right? They hardly work, but their podcast is called Hard at Work, and you can find them on Twitter okay. at Hard at Work. All right. Yes. I just don't want to give the wrong impression. They actually are fantastic employees and that kind of stuff. So now I've said it for the public to hear. Have you really? You yeah. really mean that, though? Yeah, I mean, you know, most of the time. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, that's great. Yeah, that's, I think they do a good job. So, in the news, um, we've had a couple new trailers since we've been talking a lot about trailers the past three or four weeks. There have been a lot of trailers hit that are big. There were two hit this week. One, unintentional. Krypton. Yeah, Krypton. What'd you think? Um, I watched it once, and this one kind of kills me. I briefly watched it while I was actually doing work. Yep. And so I kind of saw bits and pieces of it. Look good, but again, my general thing is similar to Gotham. I don't really want the beginning stories. I want a story right, right now. Right. 
from when I started, I liked it. And I put it on a Twitter page, which, by the way, we actually have Twitter now. I tell you that? Hey, hey, this. Forget about the trailer for a minute. The top news item. Yes. Okay, go Old for it. Old Titans officially are on Twitter and Facebook, which, but John Paul runs the Facebook page, so it's nothing on that whatsoever. Hey. But B Man runs the Twitter page. There's more activity on there. Yes. You can find us at Old Titans. It is the Old Titans podcast. We're finally on there. So, anyways, yes. <laughs> back to the thing. I put it on a Twitter page. Yep. Watched it briefly. I'm going to go back and watch it. And I went back to watching it and it's gone. Yeah. And I, and I posted it a little bit later. Yes. Because it had no, you posted 17 down. hours later, actually. Okay. Well, that's a little bit. It's less than a day. It's really close to one day. However, it had been taken down and I put it up on a link that was still up. Which and it stayed up gone. for two or three hours. Yeah, it's... It... And then it's gone. However, just so you know, in case you want to see it, I'm sorry for anybody listening, I can't help you because I'm not going to break any copyright laws and go post stuff... Did you copy that it? ...that I host. Know? I have it sitting on my computer upstairs in my office that you can watch, and I have it on my cell phone sitting right here in my hand at this moment. So basically what you're saying is if people want to watch this, they need to steal your cell phone or break into your office. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Which I have a key to your office. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't know that. I, I, I managed to get one of those. Okay, well, good. Good, so you could watch it. Um, but anyway, it is actually pretty good. I, I, I thought it was good. It looks like they're doing it as a sequel. Sorry, not a sequel, sorry, a prequel to the Man of Steel movie. Right. Um, several of the imagery um, things they had in there look very similar to that. Um, that's Okay. I thought that was something that was kind of cool in Man of Steel. It was a new version of Krypton in the beginning of that movie, but it was visually a whole lot more interesting than the um, Christopher Reeve era Krypton. You know, the very, everything ice and white and no detail to it. This actually was kind of cool. Okay. So that thought that was neat. Um, I have no idea. I'm with you. I really don't care that much about the history. It's been very neat in the past, uh, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, two or three different times, they've gone and done a World of Krypton miniseries. Right. Those are cool when it's done as a miniseries. If this was a miniseries coming that was going to be, you know, four or five episodes, and that was it, I'd, I'd be dying to see this thing. It'd be fantastic. Right. Because it's limited. It could be limited anyway if it doesn't get the ratings, but they're planning on it at the moment as being an ongoing series. That being said, when you watch it and take the idea of Superman and Krypton out of it, it looked like actually a pretty cool sci-fi series. A very it did. hard sci-fi series. It really did. It's so, just, again, back to the whole prequels of superheroes. I don't really get interested in the prequels. Yeah. That's my personal thing. People no, might it. love it. And I get it. It might be a great show. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, because they haven't announced when it's coming out yet. But Now, let me ask you, are you afraid of this, in a way? Because with Gotham, for example, where they pretty much, is a big prequel to Batman, they almost destroyed the Batman mythos. Yeah, Gotham is an Elseworlds, I and mean, there's just no question. Gotham is one of those Elseworlds or a parallel Earth. It's its own thing. It's completely wrong for the Batman we know. Right. Do you think they might do the same thing with Superman? They could, but I have a feeling, um, since it's being written by, uh, I think it's Goyer, I think Stephen Goyer okay. is the one writing it, who's been writing a lot of the stuff going on in, in all that. He wrote The Dark Knight, for instance. Um it has a chance, at least first episode. I mean, ongoing, they'll have a team of writers. Um, I don't think they're going to go as far off base. I think it's going to have more of the problem of um, Caprica, the uh, Battlestar Galactica prequel. Okay. Nobody cared. Yeah. It, could, it was a good series, but nobody really cared. I actually never watched it. It is one of those, we already know what's happening next. We don't, you know, if they'd done it as a standalone movie, cool. It's fun to watch a two-hour, you know, short version of what happened before. 
week after week after week, you know where it's going. And unless your journey is just so written so incredibly well, you don't care to watch it. And if you have the right writers and can make that journey really good, it's okay to have a prequel. So I'm, I'm going to wait and reserve judgment. I mean, I watched most of season one of Gotham, and that was it. I'm done. Can't, can't yeah, do it anymore. I'm right there with you, actually, in that one. Yeah. Um, love Batman. Yeah. And okay. I don't think Krypton will be anything about loving or not li- loving Superman. I think it's just going to be whether or not their writers do a good job of telling a sto- good story. All right. Um, the other one was Cloak and Dagger. Yes. Um, to me, that was probably the most boring trailer I've seen. And not because it's Marvel. It was a boring trailer. No, I'm actually with you. And I, I like Cloak and Dagger, but Cloak and Dagger to me have always been those side characters. Yeah. The better support characters. Yeah. But the idea of give, giving them like own TV show, that's kind of cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But again, the trailer, nothing really happened. Yeah, you, you just don't get into it at all. It's almost like a um, teaser to sell the idea of a pilot. Yeah, that's, that's a, what I felt like, actually. Yeah. Um, I will say Alex, my son, who really loves Spider-Man, and like, and they, they are side characters for Spider-Man a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, he was looking forward to seeing what this was like. He watched it, and his opinion was, eh. You know, yeah. so this, this is somebody that was geared towards. The show might end up being really good. It could Again, be. kind of like Krypton. And hopefully We don't know, right. but the trailer did nothing. I agree with you. All right, other news. Marvel, let's stick with Marvel for a minute, is releasing Chatbot. You're actually going to have a chance, through some cool artificial intelligence, to talk using your phone and chatting, because none of these current kids these days actually talk using their mouth. It's all through their fingers or their phone. Sorry, this is the old part of old Titans coming through here. Um, they'll be able to chat with Spider-Man or Wolverine or whoever they want to chat with. And through the AI, there's some stories that have been written by, I think they said um, Eisner and some others, that it will the chat will draw you into the story and actually kind of create a kind of a cool experience. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, so kind of neat. We'll see if it catches on, goes anywhere. Um, Joss Whedon news. We mentioned last time that Joss Whedon is going to be doing Batgirl. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. There were two different things that came out this week about that. One, um, he did call um, Kevin Fagg. I think that's how you say his last name. Fagg, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. The Marvel guy. Marvel he, guy, He called him to make sure that they were okay with him jumping over to D.C. Right. Now, true, he started at D.C. Well... Not his entire career, but he started there with Wonder Woman. That didn't go anywhere. Whether he left for creative differences, whether they fired him for creative differences, or both agreed to go their separate way for creative differences, doesn't matter. He didn't do Wonder Woman. I do remember at the time hearing some of his ideas, thinking, maybe this is for the best. Almost like when James Cameron kept talking about Spider-Man. I'm glad we never got a James Cameron Spider-Man, because that probably would have been bad. So it might be for the better that we didn't get a Joss Whedon Wonder Woman. As much as that sounds like it could be cool. Then he went to Marvel, he did his stuff. Marvel has said, they're all thumbs up, they're looking forward to a Joss Whedon Batgirl. More power to him. It's a friendly rivalry. Um, And then he made another statement in his interview. He's like, they they were talking about who's going to be playing it. Does he have his eye on anybody? He said, no, right now. It could be a big name, but you'd more likely be an unknown. That kind of comment. But he's not at that point yet. Instead... He's currently creating this character. He's having a conversation with this character that he's creating. And at some point, he'll ask someone to join him in this conversation. Okay, Okay, that sounds very artsy. Okay, great. I'm sorry, he's not creating Batgirl. Batgirl exists. Well, it depends on what Batgirl they're doing. And that's what worries me. And that actually does worry me, too, is like the Kelly Barry Catwoman, for example. She's not the Catwoman for the comics. Right. Somebody created that one. Right. And we saw what happened. Is that what he's doing? 
and I don't know. And it could be he'll great, create an incredible story, but is it going to be Batgirl? I'm thinking that's probably what he meant, was he's creating a story right now for Batgirl, and hopefully it's still going to be Barbara Gordon. He's already said it's Barbara Gordon, but hopefully it's really Barbara Gordon. Well, exactly. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's Barbara, yes. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, again, a little bit worried about it. But I'm not worried of Whedon. I'm really not. I give him the benefit. He's earned the benefit I, of the doubt. I wasn't worried until that statement. That that statement just bothers me. Um, but we'll we'll see. And I so mean, remember, this is the DC guy now saying I'm worried. I love Joss Whedon. Trust in the Joss. Right. Love him. Love everything he's done. Except maybe Avengers too. But I think that was more Disney's fault. The I don't think it was right his. now is Josh Whedon. He has a track record of writing great stories. Yeah. Although is Shield still his or what's? He created Shield. Um, his brother is the one actually uh, like the executive producer on it. Although I did hear this last season has been good. I haven't. Stopped, I watched. Stopped watching it in this first season. So it's gotten consistently better over right. time. I am several episodes behind right now, but it has gotten consistently better. Okay. It is not great like a Joss Whedon show right but consistently better okay I would would definitely say it is better than um, The Legends of Tomorrow season 1 because it's hard not to be better than Legends of Tomorrow season 1 because it was bad and I do want to admit that since I said this last season season 2 was the best superhero show on TV this past year no but it wasn't that that thing is not Daredevil season 2 is still much better than I haven't seen it yet yeah watch it I've I've seen both and it, it was incredible. I know you've seen both, but do you think most DC stuff's better than most Marvel stuff? No. Just how it but goes. also, like, Daredevil Season 1 better than Daredevil Season 2. Oh, I did, too. But okay. Season 2 was still a solid follow-up. It was good. It was good. Okay. It wasn't great. Season 1 was great. Yeah, it was still great. Legion was great. Uh, I'd say Legion was absolutely great. Okay. But, you know, well, once you've seen it, then we'll get back then to we'll that talk, topic. Yes. All right. So, on to the main topic of the week. Megacon Countdown. We are, as of today... 35 days away from opening of Megacon. May 25th through 28th in Orlando at the Convention Center, Orange County Convention Center on iDrive. Be there, be square, all those good phrases, you know. Nobody used that, by the way. No, I, I did. Well, you did now, but nobody yeah. uses that. Not it's, anymore. It's, I guess it used to. Back whatever. in the 60s. Be there and be square? No, still nothing. Well, what if you're doing one of the block cosplay characters? Uh, then you can be there and be square. Okay. I guess you could. See, I worked my way back into an okay. No, it's still not okay. Okay. <laughs> but Megacon, our um, favorite local convention. Uh, is that fair to say? Yes. Okay, favorite local convention. Been going many years. I think you've gone quite a few more years than myself. Yeah, and I've, I'm actually happy in a way because I've seen it when it was really, not really tiny, not really tiny, I guess, but it's much more when you walk in on a Saturday and you had room to spread out. Yeah. Wasn't a lot of cosplaying going on, that kind of stuff. And I'm, I enjoyed it back then. But I actually got to see it grow in where it is now, and it's so huge now. Which includes growing pains. It's had a year or two of growing oh, pains. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. had a few years of growing pains. And some days in the highway, too, just getting there. It was a couple hours to get there. Um, oh, you know what would have been perfect? What's that? May he rest in peace. Much as I love Alan Thick, they should have had Alan Thick on one of those years that was growing pains. Uh, okay. Boom. Anyway. Well, that was a great joke. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well... He he actually was just on Chalk no, this week, no. uh, which was actually kind of cool, but he, you know, didn't That's win. But did you actually see how... Well, I guess back when I first started going, yeah. being a nerd was still kind of frowned upon. Well, I mean, you'd be geek, people kind of look... And they still kind of make fun of you. Conventions were still kind of made fun of, but... Right. I don't know, Joss Whedon made being a geek cool back in the 90s. It, it was. Well, and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, they did too. No, Bill Gates is still kind of a dork, and I don't... I don't whatever. Yeah, okay. 
but anyways, just going back there, you know, people still kind of deny it, you know. The cosplaying wasn't too much because you'd walk out right. the convention people would just tease you and that kind of stuff. Now nobody cares. Yeah, and changed. now the numbers are so huge. Yeah, you changed before going to dinner or whatever. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now you go to Denny's, maybe for MegCon, and that's all it is is cosplay. I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Actually, I go to Denny's potentially before MegCon. I love the cosplayers yeah. there. Oh, it's, it's incredible. So I get to see it really grow into where it is right now. And I love it. And never stop loving it. I look forward to it every single year. It's the, I get, now it's four days a year I look forward to the most. Yeah. Um, I, I should have looked this up. I didn't. I don't know if you happen to know. How many years has MegaCon been going on? You know? I can look that up while you ramble about nonsense. Okay. Uh, I know that it changed ownership a couple years ago. Right. In fact, right before last year's um, opening, like literally a week or two before opening, it um, switched over uh, in Forma Fan Expo. It's now part of their chain of conventions, um, which... Good and bad. Good in that it has a big company behind it. Bad in that it makes it a little more corporate, a little more profit-driven. You know, there's less likely to be fan-centric stuff. Um, so the good and the bad come together. Yeah. Uh, but that was, you know, that happened last year. But, you know, it, it, they didn't really change a lot. We'll see if this is the first year that uh, Fan Expo is going to have a big influence on the show. And so we'll see if, if it does change any from what it was, except for the growth. Obviously, the growth has made it change over time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say yes. Uh, I love it. One reason I think you've gone more than I is, A, you've lived here longer. Not just you were here when I got here, but I left and came back to Orlando. So you yeah. kept going in between. I moved down in 2002, and I've been going pretty much since nonstop. I, 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 think, I, I think I missed the year. And I think I have only been to MegaCon four times, if I remember right. You were behind. Yes. Um, however, that's because I'm more of a Dragon Con person. Love Dragon Con. And this is not about Dragon Con. I'm not going to bring that up much more than just to say I've been going to that one on and off. You know, I've probably been to that a dozen or more times. Um, and it's been going on for 30-plus years now. Well, MegaCon, I didn't know this, was actually first held in 1993. 93? 93. I didn't think it was that okay, long. Okay, so it is. It's almost as old as Dragon Con. Almost. Almost. And the attendance of last year, can you guess it? I'm going to go with 83,271. That is actually extremely accurate. Extremely? Yeah. No, not even close. Well, I mean, you're close. 100,000. It hit 100? Um, says greater than 100,000. Okay. That's very odd. I only went with the weird number there because I think the previous year they announced it was somewhere in the upper 70s, so I assumed it would grow Pick up bigger, put it that way. Yeah. Um, I will say, from my understanding, before I moved back, the year before I moved back was its worst year for its growing pains. That so was, this, that would, have, this yeah. would have been, what, um, 2014? About, yeah, give or take. Because um, I moved back in the summer of 2014. It had already come and gone. And everybody talked horribly about it. Nobody wanted to go back. Nobody talked. That's, well, that's an exaggeration. The, the non-geek dedicated fans, the ones who are more the peripheral fans, hated it and didn't want to go back. It wasn't they hated it. I think that it seemed like a big jumble. Yeah. Um, there was no good way to get, get there. Traffic was a nightmare. Yeah. They moved, it, was a nightmare. they moved into a different location within right. convention center. They didn't have enough space. It, it, was, it was a mess. Yeah. And again, there's growing pains. It's always gonna, yeah. That's going to happen in a couple of years from now, most likely. But then in 15, which was the first year I'd been after some absence, it was fantastic. It, it was easy to get around. Yep. Not, not too bad. And then last year, again, they, you know, they, they kept improving. So it doesn't mean there's not still long lines, but they've, They've done a good job of um, spreading stuff out, so I, I give them props for that. They they have done a really good job. That's why I'm interested to see if Fan Expo, in order to save money, you know, the corporate side of them, if that causes it to backtrack a little bit. What I'm hoping 
and this probably happen in the next five years because it's right in I Drive, the convention center. Yeah. And anybody who's not familiar with Orlando, I Drive's huge. Yes. A lot of hotels, a lot of it's resorts. A great great location for stuff like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Right now, it's just the convention center, the main thing. Yeah. I'm really hoping they have the two Warzone hotels that pretty much next to it. Yeah, and then Warzone the Center and Warzone Plaza. And the Hyatt directly across the street Correct. connected to the other hall. I would like to see them spread out all three of those yes. hotels. And that would make it more similar to what I'm used to at DragonCon. DragonCon does not live in a convention center. It lives in the Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, Weston, and Sheridan. And the Merchandise Mart. And, and, there's a couple more ands. But that's, what, six major buildings in downtown Atlanta. Several of them connected by bridges and stuff, so you don't even go outside. Because, um, of course, geeks don't like to go outside. But, you know, that little joke there didn't really go anywhere. Still either. nothing, yeah. Yeah, sorry you, about you're, that. You're missing today. Missing, missing a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the Novocaine. You know, half my face is dead right now. Yeah, I'm making fun of it, actually. It's kind of funny to look at when you talk. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you're shrinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Um, doing a two-faced thing? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Um, I think... Having that expansion, you're right. I think having that to where the, the halls can be spread out more would be a major plus for them. Absolutely. I think they were on track to do that before they sold to Fan Expo. Again, that's what worries me. Will Fan Expo, because, hey, I, if I was running this as a for-profit company, you, you've got to control your expenses this to maximize your profit. This is Fan first year, correct? Of, of this one. So, they, again, this is probably going to be a learning experience. Right. I mean, they've been running plenty of them. Dallas Comic Con is right. one of them. They've, they run several. But again, several. it's a different area you used to. Yeah. The numbers are actually getting bigger every year, too. So. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they do it. Hopefully they do expand into some of those spaces, because that would make it I would say to better. everybody, my only advice, well, plenty of advice from MidCon, but this year, really give them that one year to iron things out, see how things really are. You yeah. can't really judge them this first year. It's not, that wouldn't be fair to them. No, no. And yes, last year, I didn't even think about it, because they had owned it for like two weeks, so right. who cared? It was not their show yet. Right. Even if they owned it, it wasn't their show. So thinking of speaking of advice, okay, putting you on the spot. I didn't ask you this ahead of time. If you had to give one piece of advice, just one, we can get into more later, but one piece of advice for people who have never been, let's start with have never been to MegaCon before, what would, would that one piece of advice be? I would say if it's still available right now, which I'm not sure if it is or not, mm-hmm. go to the website, order your tickets, and have it sent to your house. There you go. Some extra bucks there to do it, but you know what? You I talked about it to you last year. Yeah. Because I started a brand new job last year, so I missed the first couple of days. So the first day I went was Saturday. Ooh. I ordered the tickets ahead of time, and I was going Saturday and Sunday. Ordered the tickets ahead of time, decided to go woke up booth and pick them up. No problem, right? You would think. You would think. I waited in line for almost three hours mm. just to get my will call tickets. <laughs> So it was insane. Yeah, yeah. The money doesn't go as far when you. Um, I mean, there was literally three hours of the day taken. It away. was one. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was two and a half hours. Whatever it was, it was yeah. huge. Yeah. But it was one convention room just for the pickups. If you book all pickup tickets. Yeah. And this line is ginormous. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's it is ridiculous. And, and it's I, almost physically impossible that many people. Like, imagine just um, going to Disney World, for example. Take all the lines combined, just combined into one big line. Yeah. And that's uh, what it felt like. I do not know how it compares to Dragon Con on this one. I'm going to do a lot of comparison to Dragon Cons because it's the one I know the best. Um, sometimes it compares very positively, sometimes negatively. They're different. That's right. the main thing, they're different. But um, we always um, pre-order our tickets for both. MegaCon actually does one thing that Dragon Con doesn't. I do hate the wristbands. I think wristbands are dumb. Oh, I can't stand the I like, I like the lanyards with the badges that you, you hang totally around your neck. Agree. Much better. So that's a negative. However, 
if you do pay the extra dollars, and it's not per person, it's per household, if you pay the extra dollars, they will mail those wristbands to you. You don't have to go through the registration line at all. That is a big plus. DragonCon doesn't have that. They mail you a postcard if you purchase ahead of time, and they have separate lines for the um, people who've pre-purchased. I always show up on Thursday, and they open, even though the convention is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for DragonCon, they open registration on Thursday the day before. If you show up the day before, believe me, there are thousands of people showing up the day before. Yeah. That line moves. It moves like crazy. You you have your ID and the postcard out, and boom, 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 you're through that line. It, it, it's fantastic. I don't know what Saturday is like at DragonCon. It's going to be worse, obviously, than, than yeah. what I experienced on Thursday. I don't know if their process is more streamlined or not. I, I, this year I'm going to try to find out to see, you know, just because I'm curious to see how it compares. And I'm going to say right now with MegaCon, this has to be the last year for spans. Just that, my personal opinion, cosplay mm-hmm. has gotten so huge that people will wear different costumes, obviously, every day. Yeah. And so sometimes you're wearing these big baggy gloves or big mechanical hands, whatever it is. Yeah. That your wrist size changes. Yeah, what if you want to be Thanos one day and an elf from Lord of the Rings the next day? Exactly. Very different wrist size. Exactly. So you have, the cost, you have to take it off all the time. And if you let them put it on, they're going to put it on tight enough that you can't take it off. Right. And then if you put your costume over it, every time you go in and out of a door, you got to take part of your costume off to show them the wristband. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work real well. Right. So, so that, that is another plus on that piece of advice is getting them at home. You can adjust them to a size where you can take it on and off. Right. I know why they do it. They want to make sure people are not passing them amongst themselves. And they send them out really late to make sure people can't copy them and... You know, rip them off. That makes sense. Yes, I, I totally that. understand that. But I think that probably it's in their best interest to make the fans happy. They get if they've got a hundred thousand people paying, they can afford to have a couple thousand cheating. Yeah, it, it, not because I think it's okay, but they're still going to benefit. Even though, to be honest with you, a couple of years I went, I broke my Disney at the time. I went Saturday, Sunday, didn't pay a penny. I, mean, I just literally yeah, was leaving the convention area, like, hey, can I reverse pan? Sure, they ripped it off. I taped it on real quick yeah. and walked right in. I mean, it, it happens. You can't stop it. The thing I'm is, I'm proud of that, by the way. I will never encourage that. <laughs> the thing is, if you go and spend money with dealers in the dealer's room and with the vendors in the um, food area, buy autographs, that kind of thing. Which I always do. You're yeah. already supporting their convention. Yes, not directly. And again, that's why I don't think it's good or right yes. to cheat. But. You are still supporting them. That's why Disney does give out a lot of free passes and everything. Oh, yeah. and if you live in Orlando, you end up with a free Disney pass every so often. It just seems to happen magically. And plus, somebody knows somebody that works at the parks. Yeah. You always get them free. But they know they're going to make money on you anyway because right. you're going to be spending. And those dealers are very happy. And if the dealers are happy, they pay more for their booth the next year when they come Correct. back. So you're still supporting them in a way. Right. Um, so my piece of advice, since you took what was my number one, I know you're going to take that one, which is great. It's, it is the number one piece of advice, n- no question. Okay, so go back to your number one. My number one, which is probably the number two one, is I recommend, if you can afford it, get a hotel room and stay down in the area. You don't have to be at one of the Rosens that's connected, but if you can get a hotel room and stay down there, A, you don't have to worry about driving in and out. The drive, especially on Saturday, getting off of um, 528 or I-4 is just ridiculous trying to get onto I-Drive. Oh, absolutely. I-Drive itself becomes incredibly um, clogged and congested. You don't want to have to go in and out, in and out of that area. Um, you're going to be paying for parking either way, whether you stay at the hotel or drive in. Right. So just get a hotel room, pay for parking. If you need to get a hotel room that's one mile up I drive and walk a mile, you'll get there faster anyway. Oh, absolutely. You know, and stay at one that's, you know, you're probably your cheapest one is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $60, $70, $80 a day, 
and then probably another ten to twenty dollars for parking. Right. So just go ahead and budget. If you've got to do it cheap, it's a hundred dollars a day. I'm not saying that's cheap. Not everybody can do it, but if you can afford it, you'll have a much better experience. Especially if you cosplay, you'll have a room to go back and change and get back and forth. For parking, the convenience, you'll get hours back in your day. And just to say how bad it is, we live about what twenty miles away, give or take twenty five yeah, miles. Yeah, twenty to twenty five miles. Yeah. Um, it takes me longer to drive the quarter mile off the highway, just to drive there, park somewhere, than it does drive the twenty five miles to get there. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The honest truth. It's bad. Yeah. So that's that's why again, that's not one everybody can do. I get right. that. I can't but do it, that. But if you can do it, stay down there. Right. Um, and this year we're actually going to be at MegaCon. Um, Hopefully interviewing some cosplayers and that kind of thing. We definitely are going to be recording at least one episode. I hope we record two or three. I know that um, we're planning on recording one with some special guests by the name of my wife, Karen, and by the aforementioned Sharky, who we've mentioned several times. I don't know if we've talked to him about that or not. We should talk to him. Because yeah, we're you on, could do it. We're planning on having him on there. But we won't have a cosplay-centric episode. And, and we're going to do this, yes. That, that'll be great. We would want to have at least one. Here's one thing. If you were planning on cosplaying or just walking down there, you're not, you don't want to pay to go to a convention or anything else, you can still go and experience part of it. Um, they block off a lot of the area. If you don't have the wristband on, or actually if you're a VIP, if you have one of the VIP lanyards, that they do actually do the lanyards and badges. Right. But if you don't have anything to get into the convention, you're limited on where you can go. But because the convention center is so big, it has a long promenade, long area that people are constantly walking up and down in and standing, taking pictures. You can show up down there without having paid for the convention and still experience at least a little bit of it. Right. We're going to set up somewhere in that promenade at least one day and record one live episode. Not that it's broadcasting live. or well, maybe we will. Who knows? Maybe we'll try broadcasting live. We'll see what happens. But we'll record one live one and get people who are passing by, uh, get different comments. So if you are listening to this now, you hold two or three or four people or 10 or 12 or 20 or whatever we're up to now. If you're going to be at MegaCon, please stop by. Get on the air. And if you're not listening to this, you can't hear me say this, but we're going to grab you and pull you over to the mic anyway. Yeah, we actually reached out to a con- uh, cosplayer, one of the professional ones. Her name's Lauren C. You can follow her on uh, Twitter at Lauren C. 14 and Facebook as well. Um, she's a professional cosplayer, though. You and I looked at her work yesterday. It's kind Pretty of incredible. Oh, some of it's really good. Um, I've seen... I've seen better, but I've seen millions worse. So she's in the she's in the top tier. She definitely when I, top when tier. I say I see better, seen better. That's not a knock on her. She does great. What I mean is there are some incredible cosplayers. You want to go see these people. She is in that top top tier from from the looks of stuff on her on her page. Have you seen her Hellboy? You mean Hellgirl? It, it, it's Hellboy. Okay, it's Hellgirl. When, when you have cleavage, you, you can't all, right, say all right, all right, all right, all right. If she'd covered up the cleavage, it's Hellboy. It looks amazing. It that looks way. that was probably the best one on her page. It, I, well, she's a few good ones on her page, but that's my personal favorite. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we get to reach out to her. And um, I'm just curious, a costume like that, like how long do it takes you to do it? Seriously. Oh, some of them, some of those can take weeks. I think that one takes at least months. Yeah. And it kind of depends on whether you. Now, granted, she's a professional. We're the slummers, but still. Well, and it depends on your definition of professional too. A lot of these professional cosplayers, most of them, still have a daytime job. They could be a daytime job working in IT, daytime job working in marketing, daytime job working in fill-in-the-blank, any job. Right. Their professional part is, on a weekly basis, they attend these conventions, sell calendars, sell photographs, pose, and all the rest. Mm-hmm. There are a few who actually, like Yaya Han, who that is all they do for a living is, is that. So 
there's two different levels of professional, and I'm not sure which one she falls into, but some of these people are just incredible. The ones who do it for a living, and that's all they do is cosplay, it's going to take much shorter time as far as number of days. Not number of combined hours, but they can spend all day every day doing it, so they might be able to put together a costume like that in a week. Right. If they're getting, if they're having to do their normal day job and work on it on nights and weekends, it could take them three or four months because they, you know, they have another life aside from doing this. Very true. So I yeah I have no idea how long some of them take. Uh, did you ever watch any of the cosplay um, television shows that run for a while? I'm actually watching Cosplay Melee right now, which is incredible. And that's one thing I actually wonder when I see Lauren. I'm yeah. gonna mention that to her. Like, when is she gonna be on this? Oh, needs to be. She needs to be on this. Um, I watched it actually last night. The superhero. Episode. Super. And we did too. Does it? it? That's amazing. Although honestly, the wrong guy won. I think. Oh, I thought he was. Per- I thought the one I won was perfect. So far, I've called the winner every week. Have you really? Yeah. I think the guy that looked like Superman should have won. That costume was great. I, if he had done a better um, undersuit, the the white undersuit that they they had the problem with as well. Oh, I had a problem with that as well. It's just the guy who actually won, kind of like a gladiator to me, as opposed to a uh, superhero. Well, actually, I will say the only problem I had with either of the two, because those are the two I had one problem with. They chose actual copyrighted superhero names. There is a Guardian, and there is a Wildcat. And the, the they didn't problem, do either one. The problem with that is it's very it's hard, hard not to pick a superhero name these days. Because they've is. all been done. If it stays that generic, it, it, yeah, you can pick almost any animal name and it's been done. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, but I, I did think, um, yeah, spoiler alert, I did think the guy who won Wildcat. Oh, yeah, uh, we're Wildcat, kind of late now, aren't we? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I did think Wildcat was, was the best one of, of the group. Right. But they were both fantastic. And watching some of those techniques, um, I have since, just so you know, since this um, show began, um, I have ordered a package of the foam that they've been using. Mm-hmm. I have ordered a heat gun, and I have ordered a Dremel. And uh, I'm going to see how much stuff I can do. Well, despite what you might think, I'm actually not a professional cosplayer. I'm really not. Really? I know you think I am. I thought you were, yeah. Because you saw my, um, anybody follows, you know, on Twitter or on Facebook, they might have seen my Deadpool um, Naruto, whatever it was, costume made yeah, last year. Yeah, that thing, yeah. It was, there was a lot of hard work put into that costume last year. You know, uh, definitely uh, months of work. So, yeah. I, I would believe it if you said months of thinking about it and deciding on the fact that you wanted to do something eventually, and then the actual creation of it was maybe, what, two minutes? Maybe two, two minutes? Well, it depends on how long the credit card machine took to run the card to buy the mask and such. You think that's what I did? Well, you know, could be. It might be, but yeah. still. I mean, hey, hey, don't get me wrong. My wife makes most of my stuff. It's not like I'm doing a lot of the work yes. either. Don't get me wrong. Yes. She's yeah. very good. Um, I would say when I said earlier that um, our cosplay person you mentioned, um, Lauren C. Lauren C. When I said she's not the best, but one of the top tier. Yes. Be similar to saying Karen is probably not the best cosplayer and costume maker among our group, but one of the best. Sharky's the best. Right. That's not saying Karen doesn't do a good job. Sharky's the best. So that's similar, similar idea there. But yeah, both of us on our own. If it was up to us, we just walk in in our superhero t-shirts and jeans and shorts and. That would probably be about as far as we I would I would wear a cape, John Paul. You'd wear a cape? I'd wear okay. a cape. Well, looking at the old clock on the iPad here, we have one minute and 26 seconds to go. So we probably ought to get to the B-Man question of the week for next week before we run out of time. Well, MegaCon related, simple question. Okay. What are you looking forward to most at MegaCon? Is it good a person? Question. Is it an event? That what is, is a, it? That is a very good question. And um, one we will answer next time or strive to answer and see if we actually succeed and so on and so forth and probably such. Probably not, yeah. Um, So until next time, I'm John Paul. Be man. We're out of here. 
Stay tuned. Next time, Countdown continues. Megacon, week four.